It is an absolute pleasure to welcome Bill Hunter, chaplain for the Broncos. We all have our faults, but that's okay. God, God works in mysterious ways, as I said before. But uh, top guy, and uh, he's come to share the word, so why don't you give him a round of applause like he's running onto the field tonight. Yeah. Good on you, mate. First question I must ask. Oh, well done. Someone actually listened to my first aid course today. Well done, Julie. Uh, any Broncos supporters in the church? Yeah! Well, I've had the privilege of being the Broncos chaplain for 19 years. Uh, yeah, I know. You have a round of applause. <laughs> Shut up. And that brings with it a lot of different privileges, like doing weddings for some of the guys, doing their children's christenings. Uh, did a funeral for one of our guys who committed suicide a few years ago as well. So there's some, some downsides, but that's, that's actually a privilege to minister and to actually help and support people in that sort of space. Because most of us know it's pretty sad when someone close to you, whether it's family or friends, die for whatever reason, particularly a, a young life dying so tragically. So I'm going to put a little question to you. Obviously tomorrow night we know who's going to win the game, don't we? Not quite what I want to hear, <laughs> but I'm going to give you a little bit of a choice. Tomorrow night, you've got an opportunity to come with me to see the Broncos beat the Cowboys, or, or you can go to the opera. Got a choice. You can either come to the footy and watch a blockbuster of a game, or you can go to the opera. So if you like the opera, if you want to go to the opera, stand up. Is that all? Wow. Five, six. Oh, they're coming out of the woodwork now. Oh. Isn't this an honesty place here? Uh, losers. No, no, no. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Wow. That, that blows your mind. I asked that question one night and I got over 50% of the congregation stood up for the opera. So, okay. You got another choice tomorrow. You can come out and we're going to go to one of the... You've got brilliant cafes and coffee shops in town. So we're going to hang out at a coffee shop. And you've got a choice. You can have your favourite coffee, which could be a decaf soy latte made on skinny, whatever. Or you can have a hot chocolate. <laughs> Not for everyone, but I'll, I'll pay for you. I'll pay for you. There you go. So you've got a choice. Cho uh, your coffee or your hot chocolate. Stand up if you choose hot chocolate. We've got a few non-coffee drinkers. Well done. Take a seat. Well done. You're on the fence. You like both. Oh, good. Got another choice. You've got an opportunity tomorrow to laze around the pool. Beautiful day in Townsville. <laughs> Easy. Or you can come with me for a 10-kilometre run. So you've got a choice. Laze around the pool. Beautiful day in Townsville, or come for a beautiful 10k run down the Strand. Stand up if you're going to come for a 10k run. <laughs> wow. They're going to hurt. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well done. Take a seat. You've got another choice tomorrow. You can have a really organised day, so the day is mapped out for you. Or you can just have a whatever day. 
So it's either organized or it's a whatever, whatever happens, we're going to go with it. So if you want the organized day, stand up. Oh, I like it. Wow. <laughs> There's a few people who don't care. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Take a seat. All right, this is the last one. This is the crunch one. This is the crunch question. Would you like to live in Queensland or would you like to live in New South Wales? There's no question really, but who would like to live in New South Wales? Stand up. <laughs> wow. Rack off then. Go on. <laughs> uh, okay. What did that little exercise prove? It actually proved that everyone in this church building tonight is different because we all have different loves, we all have different hates, we all have different backgrounds. So why do we judge people? Why do we think the people that want to go to the opera are crazy? Why do we do that? They're different, but that's okay. It doesn't matter, does it? Why do we love judging people when we don't actually know the true story about what that person or why that person's doing that why do we judge people we do it all the time sorry makes yourself feel better yeah but not for very long it's not that fulfilling i don't reckon it is look at self good work stealing my message here andrew what's going on here mate you've got the intelligent crowd here tonight a few years ago my wife had always had this desire to build a house and I said yeah whatever and so we bought this block of land down in Brisbane in the western suburbs of Brisbane and she designed the house and we wanted to build a house for our family but also for our business because we own a first aid training business so we had to build an office and a training room and a house big enough for all our family the three kids etc so we built well yeah I didn't build it but the builder built this beautiful home our dream home and so we moved into this dream home and we were so excited about moving into our, our new home. So we moved in. We slept there that first night. And the next afternoon, we just stood out the front of our home and we just went, how good is this? The serenity. <laughs> Anyone know the movie? No, they're a bit slow. I thought they were fast. That's good. Uh, it, we're really just soaking it up, how we're in this beautiful neighbourhood and we've got this beautiful new home right behind us. And then this... Brisbane City Council car drove up the road. Now, our, our road or our street is a cul-de-sac. It's a dead end, all that sort of stuff. So, a little bit of a surprise. Why would a council, Brisbane City Council car be driving up our street? And he drove up, did a bit of a U-bolt, came back and parked just on the vacant property next to us. And we thought, that's interesting. I wonder what he's checking out. And he walked towards us. Oh, that's interesting. So, he come up and, hey, you go, blah, blah, blah. And he said... Um, the reason I'm here, we've had a complaint. The council have had a complaint and we obviously act on complaints. We're going, hang on a minute. We just built our beautiful brand new home. What possibly could be wrong? He said, well, the complaint is, see your letterbox up there. And my, our builder was actually quite proud of this beautiful brick letterbox that he built. He said, the letterbox, the complaint is, that the letterbox is about six inches. What's that in centimetres? Fifteen-ish? 15 centimetres onto council property. So, in other words, it's not quite in line with the, the council line. It's, it's six inches of... You know how much that is? That's not, not very big. 
that's the complaint. That, and I'm going, I'm going. We, we're looking at each other, going, "This is this is out there." And I just said to the council guy, "I said, it's okay. We know who made the complaint." And he said, "Oh no, we can't tell you who made the complaint. That's okay. We know who it is. It's all good." Anyhow, a, a few minutes later, we're just having a bit of a chat. Our neighbour next door moved out onto the front lawn. And my wife, being pretty smart, she said, why don't we go up and have a look at the letterbox and check it all out? And he said, no, 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 they're there, they're there. He just, just dobbed them right in about who had made the complaint to the council about the letterbox. And I said, okay, what do you want me to do? He said, what are you going to do? I said, do you want me to move the letterbox? He said, are you telling me you're going to move the letterbox? I said, yeah, we'll move the letterbox. He said, that's all I need to know. See you later. And he took off. Now, that particular afternoon, I got on the phone to my builder, who was a pretty good friend of our family, and I said, um, have you guessed what's happened? Told him the story. He cracked it. Cracked it. Absolutely cracked it. I'm not doing anything. I'm not moving the letterbox. The beautiful letterbox. Okay, whatever. <laughs> not my problem. I'm not worried about it. Monday morning, it got the better of him. Early in the morning, him and his foreman made her out in the front, digging up the letterbox, put it back six inches, 15 centimetres, whatever it is. The letterbox is in the right spot. How do you think my wife and I felt moving into our new home and the next door neighbour has made a complaint to the council about our letterbox being six inches out of whack with the council property? How do you, you can't even tell unless you get out there and measure it. How do you think we felt? Judge, well, how else do we feel? Sorry? Not welcome, that's for sure. Didn't feel real good about it. How do you think we felt towards our neighbours? What, what do you think I wanted to do? <laughs> Wasn't nice <laughs> what I wanted to do. But interestingly enough, my wife and I talked about this and we went, you know what? We can judge these people and we can condemn them and don't like them and don't speak to them. What's that going to do to us? Well, it's not, it's not a good message, is it? But at the same time, we might be living next to these people for 10, 15, 20 years. So if you're going to be enemies, it's not going to really be a, a good environment to live in, is it? So I decided just to suck it up, say hi, not be great friends, but say hi and try and get over it. Let it go, as Gordy said. And you know what? Those people now, I wouldn't say they're their, our bestest friends, but they're pretty good friends. So when they go away, or we go away, we look after each other's bins and put them out and take them in. Uh, we mow each other's lawns if someone's going away for an extended period of time. You know what? I don't know why that fella complained to the council. He might have been having a really bad day. He might have been really upset because a, a close relative of his died. I don't know what happened to I don't know why he made that complaint, but I'm not going to judge that guy. One of my favourite passages in the Bible is about an adulterous woman that was accused by the Pharisees and teachers of the law back in Jesus' day. And they brought this woman who was supposedly caught in adultery to Jesus. And they said to Jesus, they were trying to actually trap Jesus at the time, and they said, you know this lady here has been caught in adultery and the law of Moses actually says that she should be stoned. And so what did Jesus say? So, say it out loud. So what does that mean? That means if anyone in this 
group, Pharisees, the teachers of the law, whatever, if they hadn't sinned ever, then they could pick up the stone and start throwing. So what did they do? They didn't pick up a stone. What did they do? They walked, walked away. Because all of us, including all those Pharisees and teachers of the law, have sinned. So what right do we have to judge an adulterous woman who's been dragged before Jesus and made a scapegoat and made embarrassed in front of everyone else for her sin? Not one sin is worse than another sin. So it doesn't matter what we've done, we can be actually forgiven. So how can we be forgiven for the sins in our lives? Ask Jesus to come into our lives and ask for that forgiveness. I've got some wonderful people in my life that I never, ever thought would happen. One of my best mates is a heroin trafficker. Went to prison. Do I judge him? No. I don't care what he's done. I don't care what he's done in the past. I'm not going to judge him. That guy, his name's Paul. He's a wonderful, wonderful human being. Since he's been out of prison about a year ago, all he's done is help people. He's just got stuck in and helped people. And his life now is all about others and about having a relationship with Jesus. He's a changed person. So all these people in recovery, it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. I'm not going to judge you. God doesn't judge you. He's actually willing to to actually have you in his life to be able to help you through some of those issues. Ask for forgiveness. He will forgive you for some of that rubbish that may have been in your life. I don't care whether you're a recovering addict or not. We've all done rubbish. I've got people in my family who I look at them and go, I could easily judge them of what they've done. I've got a son who was a drug addict for seven years. As a parent, that breaks your heart. It breaks your heart. But if I started judging my son every day of his life and he's in addiction, what's going to happen? I'm going to have no relationship with him. I'm not going to be able to help him. About three years ago, he decided to get out of that spiraling downhill out of drug addiction. He now works in our business full-time, teaching first aid. He's, not on the God, he's on the God journey. He's not quite there yet. But you know what? Because we decided not to judge him, we decided we'd be encouraging. We decided to be positive. We decided to help him. Sure, there was times when we had to show a bit of tough love. It had to be really firm. But I'm not going to judge him. I think the first thing we can do, if we're not going to judge, is be grateful. Because I think we, someone talked about it before, about whinging and carrying on. You know... If we start doing that, then we are going to actually start judging people and talk about people. So we need to be grateful for what we have. I'm actually part of a Salvation Army project over in PNG. And I was there two weekends ago. And PNG, it's a third world country. And there's one particular family, they're actually Salvation Army pastors. There's six people in the family. They woke up one morning to have breakfast. They don't have a lot of food. They had their small breakfast and they all wanted a cup of tea. And they had one tea bag. So they had their cup of tea. You know what they did? Because they had one tea bag, they sat down together, the six of them, and they prayed to God and said, Thank you for that one tea bag. 
What do you reckon we'd do if we had one tea bag between six? <laughs> we would. We'd go down the shop and get more. They didn't have any money to do that. What else would we have done? Had a bit of a whinge? Fight over it? There's a whole host of things that we would have done. We need to be grateful for what we have in our life. If you're in recovery, you should be darn grateful you've got food on the table. Sleep in a bed. Got clothes to wear. It's pretty darn good when you think about it. Be grateful for what you have. Today upon a bus I saw a lovely maid with golden hair. I envied her, she seemed so bright, and oh, I wished I were so fair. When suddenly she rose to leave, I saw her hobble down the aisle. She had one foot and wore a crutch, but as she passed, a smile. Oh God, forgive me when I whine, I have two feet, the world is mine. And when I stopped to buy some sweets, the lad who served me had such charm. He seemed to radiate good cheer. His manner was so kind and warm. I said, it's nice to deal with you. Such courtesy I seldom find. He turned and said, oh, thank you, sir. And I, then I saw that he was blind. Oh, God, forgive me. When I whine, I have two eyes. The world is mine. Then walking down the street, I saw a child with eyes of blue. He stood and watched the others play. It seemed he knew not what to do. I stopped a moment, then I said, Why don't you join the others, dear? He looked ahead without a word, and then I knew he could not hear. Oh God, forgive me when I whine. I have two ears. The world is mine. With feet to take me where I'd go, with eyes to see the sunsets glow, with ears to hear what I would know, I'm blessed indeed, the world is mine. Oh God, forgive me when I whine. Be grateful for what you have in your life. And you sing a song here at the end of uh, chapel, end of church service, about try a little kindness. Do you actually mean that when you sing it? Do you actually do it on a daily basis? That's great. If you can do that, it's fantastic. So how do we show kindness? By words, encouraging people, helping people. Someone shared over here about a little child giving money, teaching that child how to be kind. A tongue has no bones, but it can break a heart. Be careful with your words. So that means we need to be very careful how we talk to people, how we talk about people. So when you're in a group tomorrow and they start bagging people, what are you going to do? What can you do? Punch them in the head. It's probably not the one I was looking for. <laughs> what are you going to do? Stand up for the people they're bagging. What else can you do? Turn the conversation around to something positive? Or if you have to, you might have to walk away. That's all you can do in some circumstances. So what am I trying to say to you tonight? Be grateful for what you have in your life. Be grateful for the people you have in your life. If you're in this building tonight, you're pretty darn blessed because you've got a wonderful family here tonight, some wonderful friends here tonight. And I'm, I know most people in this, in this room tonight want to help you and encourage you along your journey, regardless of what that journey looks like. 
Be grateful. Don't judge people. You don't know what's happened in their life. You don't know what they're thinking, why they're doing the actions they're doing. Try and help them rather than judge them and condemn them. And last but not least, for me, I know this works for me, is it doesn't matter what happens in my life, God is my heavenly father. He's my coach. He's the one that can actually guide and direct me. Whether I'm going through tough times or good times, it doesn't matter who you are. We all have good times and tough times, don't we? So I find that God is my saviour. He's my helper in those times of need. Well, I hope you've got something out of tonight. I hope you enjoy watching the Broncos win tomorrow night. And, and I hope those who go to the opera have a really nice night at the opera as well. So, so thanks for listening. Um, appreciate you having me here. Thanks, Andrew. You want another photo? Okay, check in. Let's uh, give Bill another big round of applause. Awesome. We're going to end off with try a little kindness. Awesome. Let's pray. God, we want to put that into practice tonight. We love um, what you do in our lives and we thank you for your message. We thank you for Bill Hunter who came and prepared that and uh, laid that on our hearts. We, we say that we have open hearts to hear that. God, we know that this week and the rest of this week and into next week can just be totally awesome because of the changes you make in our lives. Help us to have the strength and the courage to uh, follow up on that when people speak negatively that we will stand up and say, no, we won't, won't be a part of that. God, let us protect the great stuff you do in our lives and in other people's lives. Amen.